Miranda's taking a little time to share out on Facebook. So I'm gonna lift this link and pin it to the top of the Love City Arts e-property. Nice. Where else can I post this love? I want to thank everybody who is going to choose to stop by our sanctuary today. Yes. It's a lovely sanctuary, isn't it, Stacia? It is. It feels so warm and inviting with all the holiday festive energy still around. Holiday festive energy. Is that what you had? I mean, no. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> I'm the Grinch. <laughs> So am I. So am I. I had to will myself to want to talk to people yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, yeah. And I've recognized that that doesn't make me a bad person. It's just how I've grown accustomed to being in my life. Mm -hmm. And we all have things that we've grown accustomed to being attached to in life in ways of being we've become attached to living mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so we're talk a little bit about that today um as well but i thank you for your consistent light love and support towards this project taking up space yes likewise could you tell everyone a little bit how we got to this moment the too long don't read of how it all culminated to now Yes, the too long don't read is that I think I was one itching to do a podcast. I had tried to do a podcast situation historically um, with a friend and it did not work out. And uh, you and I sort of were like, you were encouraging of me sort of expressing myself in general, um, not just specific to the podcast, but like you were just like, you need to take up more space. Like, I stop playing small. Like, the world should hear your thoughts and opinions. Um, and I can help you do that, essentially. And then we tried to do it. And both of us, I think, had our own, like, control issues. And, like, uh, issues from my, from my take, we both had our own sort of um, issues with perfectionism in yeah. trying to craft this, like, perfect podcast package of that both of us had a vision for and so that this thing that came down off the mountain like da, 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 behold taking up space and like it was supposed to be this like oprah last season produced montage of frankly our greatness yeah and then it became too heavy and then no, we no, but, no figure Right, right. Which makes it, no, but it's kind of a beautiful process that ended up happening because I think we both grew so much through the time of like the first inception of doing this together to like doing it now and this being our sixth episode. Um, but yeah, so then I think it was actually quarantine that kicked off us actually getting our shit together to do it. And I think at that point, you and I had both come to this place where we realized, wow, we've been being very performative and general in a general sense, just in our way of being. 
um, as black people, as black people in the corporate role, as performers, as whatever. And we were tired of it. Yeah. Tired of it and radicalized by the things that were happening, I think, in the social movement, in, in the social ether. And it all culminated in quarantine to us being like, fuck all the performance. Let's just bring ourselves. Uh, let's come as we are and let's just be in communion with each other and whoever decides to slide through and just like not force the stroke of like doing this thing together and let's just play. And this thing, this thing that, is, that is like pure joy, mm -hmm. like, like it really is pure joy to know that there is another weirdo on the planet who just gets your Google and gets your gobble. Mm -hmm. That's the gift. And the other night I was listening, not to hijack your your story. No, go on. Our story. But um, I was listening to, you know, Stacia's been, been plunging me deeper and deeper into MBTI, which we'll talk about yes, a little yes, bit later. Yes. Um, but I've been obsessed with some of the teachings and some of the practitioners within, within that realm. Anyway, this person said, if you're lucky enough to have one human in your life that is a real friend, not an Instagram friend, not a Facebook friend, um, not a friend of the family. Right. A legitimate I, friend. A legitimate friend. If you're lucky to have one of those in your life, you are blessed because so many people live in existence where they're so paranoid and they're so anxious about this, that, and the third. Um, MacBooks that disguise weed. <laughs> what a callback. You know, <laughs> when you think about these, these things that try to block us away from true love and belonging, it's actually uh -huh. laughable. Yeah. Um, which we're going to talk a little bit more about later today as well. But anyway... All that to say, uh, it is a joy to be able to share in this digital space with you. I'm so grateful that- It's so fun. It's juicy. Um, and technology allows us to do this. This is an mm -hmm. ancestor's dream. I cannot stop saying that every time we appear in these spaces. Mm -hmm. um, I can't stop, I can't not be here and not think of uh, my great, great grandma, Sally. Is that Denise? My, it's my mom talking to me. Of course, of course. We, <laughs> lo we love moms. Yeah, we do. What did yeah. she want to say? What's up? Do you see a little girl? I do, but I'm recording live right now. Bye. <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> it's just like the law of nature, honestly. That's the first time that I've ever... No. <laughs> I've had people, um, Chris Sinanen, shout out to Chris Sinanen of Creatives Near You app. Hope you're having a great end to your 2020 friend. Um, he, his, uh, his, his wife's mother is on one of the podcasts. Being like, you want the recipes for dinner? Like, it's like a full on, like, authentic experience. It never fails. Dogs, moms, whatever, whomever. 
it's it's around thing together Um, anyway i wanted the end of this year um with stacia uh, to be a conversation just surrounding the lessons we learned this year coupled with reflections of the present moment even when mothers barge in because we're on top of each other and under each other and swirl together in this pandemic and in this moment, it's still something beautiful to look at and to behold. Mm -hmm. Um, My first or second thought that my great, great grandma, Sally, a whole slave would be really astonished that her great, great grandson would befriend a weirdo um, who got that he was sincerely wanting to make the world a better place by holding space for the encouragement, the equipment, and the empowerment of like-minded individuals um, in the present moment. And so everything that we do, whenever you're going to see Stacia and I um, appear in the rest of the year and in 2021 especially just know that we are in our power we're in our bliss and we're here to use our lives um as an extension of source to encourage equip, and empower people Mm -hmm. um that's it um there is no gimmick there's no monkey in a suit um it is simple abiding each other attending and befriending with consistency if you want to know how the cake gets made it is abiding attending and befriending with consistency we need to actually workshop that that's a workshop topic for us the abc the abc's a relationship y'all just watched us in real time create a workshop don't Mm -hmm. steal it because you can't teach it because we won't be there truly but the abc's of, of 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 a mastermind uh the magic how we make this sauce is a b c we attend we befriend consistently and what i need you niggas to hear oh i wish i had a gospel track to cue up right now wait one second wait 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 Wait! Wait! Magic is real. Y'all play around, but magic is motherfucking real. Let me tell you something. We just made something, Stacia. The ABCs. Because all we've not been doing anything special. You've been the same weirdo you've always been, as have I. Uh, we we some of our p- pain points are frankly still there. Some of the things that are that are pet peeves and that are nervous, they're still there. Um, but what we've done is we found out how our puzzle pieces fit yeah. by attending and befriending consistently. Mm-hmm. And this is essentially two of my master teachers being smashed together and me just taking it down the football field even further. Because, of course, you know, Stacia, that attending, let me turn this music back on, but I, I felt the presence of Jesus and had to like let that roll for a second. Hey, do what you got to do. When the spirit moves you. But uh, I don't even know if it's even there in the track anymore. There it is. Um, I, 
<laughs> we know that attending and befriending comes from uh, the white lady that's so soothing. Uh, and she Barbara? Yes. She's attending and befriending, which I then, you know, adapted from her. And then the consistency thing comes from uh, Les Brown, one of the fathers of motivation. And he talks about doing one thing every day towards your calling. Mm -hmm. And for me, that just points to, he didn't say it this way, but that points to the consistently. And so you had ideas and visions and dreams as did mm -hmm. I. Um, and then we started just attending and befriending each other consistently. Yes. And that step, that ABC step process is what gets us on this very nice fuchsia purple and pink wall. Can you see that on your end? I can. It's very nice. It Wonderful. looks very gay. I'm into it. It's queer as hell. I'm um, very here for it. I had a 10 hour call a couple nights ago with my elementary school teacher, one of them. Uh, she was a teacher that came into the school one day a week to teach the really advanced kids that were outpacing. The gifted kids. Yeah. Because when my mother schooled me, shout out to Joyce. Um, she wouldn't want me to say her last name, even though it's the same one I have because of, you know. <laughs> The boogeyman and the internet. Um, but I ain't mad at it. You know, I get mad paranoid randomly. So. <laughs> We're all in danger all the time. It's really kind of wild um, how much danger we're in all the time, and yet we manage. And you don't want me to tell the story about how we managed because our people came over here on ships. Truly. And how we continue to manage because our people came over here on ships but i digress i'm on this phone call with her for 10 hours 10 hours y'all went in we went in we, we went in and why am i telling you this i guess i was explaining to her that like there just comes a time when you realize that the masses and the mass opinion is not going to set you free yeah, it's truly not. you have anything to say about that um, at, before we step in? Because we've only come here to encourage, equip, and empower people through the power and the potency of our personal ass conversation. See, we do this on a Tuesday or Wednesday in the DMs like it ain't nothing. But we wanted everyone to just kind of get a taste of what genuine camaraderie and creative partnership looks like. Word. Um, so what say you about my thoughts? Um, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think it goes into the theme of us like looking backwards at the year and the L's and that we turned into lessons, so to speak. Um, 100%. I think that both of us, well, I'll just speak for myself. This whole year has been a lot of the way I've tried to, for better or for worse, take advantage of what we're being called to do from my perspective um, during quarantine, which is to social distance and go inward, be introspective, but then also tend and befriend in a deeper way. What I've been learning through this whole process is to be in relationship with myself and go 
into this sort of like intuitive cognitive wilderness and not be afraid of that because when I'm able to go deeper into that space, I can shed the performance of all of the things that society projects onto me, onto each of us, right? Mm -hmm. um, based on whatever identities we may or may not hold. Um, and so that's been really powerful. It's at times challenging, right? Because certain things become habits and then it's like, what's habit versus what's actually me. Um, but like going into this like very deep introspective period has helped me do that. When you, when you say what's habit versus me, what do you say? So for example, like I think I used to feel uncomfortable about like spending time alone. And I had assumed that it was cause like, well, I'm just super extroverted and like, I can't be alone. And so what's happening is that like, I feel uncomfortable because I'm supposed to be with people and that's a natural discomfort. And like, I think maybe a, a little bit of that is true, but I think more so what was happening is that like, I got used to the little hits of social affirmation when I was like doing the song and dance of like, I know how to read what people want and then I will do that so that I can get the like pat on the head, even if it's like shallow. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so not. now, yeah, right. And so like being forced to be with myself allows me to, has allowed me to like take a look at like, what's actually me? Like what actually makes me feel content if I'm able to be okay with myself? If I'm able to be in relationship with myself and not be afraid of that, I've learned that I, I'm learning to see different facets of my personality that weren't able to sort of manifest when I was so caught up in trying to perform um, for that those little hits of like social affirmation. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. Perform for hits of social affirmation. Mm -hmm. That is a huge web to be tangled in, Stacia J. Turner. Mm -hmm. I think you and I relate. It, like, that's one of the struggles I think that we both relate to um, is our us both having been groomed in this in these ways in different respects to be socially performative and like coming together at a time in our independent like process of social development where we found each other and started going deeper into relationship with each other and being like yes this makes sense like this person understands me and the fact that like it's draining to do these things. Like I can read what people want and I can do it, but also there's a, there's an energetic cost <laughs> to doing that. Um, and I think we've both been learning through relationship with each other because we think in similar kinds of ways, how we're actually more efficient and more impactful when we protect our energy and see sort of the smoke and mirror game for what it is um, when we are being performative rather than being authentic, you know? Totally, 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 totally. Um, I am so happy to be free. This is going to sound really, really weird as a Broadway performer, but 
I'm so happy to be free of the need to perform. Because here's the deal. I've never been a malicious person. Not like, let me, let me, well, let me take that back. I'm sure I've been malicious enough. Okay. There's like, you know, we got to tell the truth, right? Like no one's going to be like, this not regularly right here. Like, I, but like, I, like as a practice, I really am not a malicious person. Probably in the whole of my life, 98% not malicious in the totality of the years. Mm -hmm. 98%. And that's not bad. I think that's about everybody for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, and for that reason, I don't know why I've been turning tricks on my head and doing the... And jumping through all the hoops for people who have no more and no less of a compass on their own lives as I do. My only goal these days outside of the performance space is to be happy. Simple, simple happiness now. Like in this moment not a show to be had not an experience to be had not <laughs> david always coming through with the shenanigans Wait. oh my goodness there's i was in the wrong screen that's why i couldn't see the chats happy boxing day david <laughs> how did you catch that before i did because uh, my blind ass leaned in. If you're malicious, you're at least maleficent, supernatural, Andre. It's so interesting you would say that because um, Stacia has been turning me on to Myers Briggs again, which I was introduced to as an eighth grader in high school. And they typed me as an eighth grader in high school. Um, my type has changed. And my new type is INTJ. Maleficent is an INTJ. We're the villains in so many people's stories. Um, but y'all gonna see that we're the thinkers that are about to love you within an inch of your motherfucking life. Um, Stacia, what does this present moment mean for you? This moment right now. If you gotta take a breath, take a breath. I need to have more allergy medication. I'm not taking care of that. <laughs> Um, this present moment for me means, uh, really stepping into the joyfulness of being able to have the gift of being able to be creative in a free way and, and less so in a, in a rigidly constructed way. Um, I always wanted, I've always been into radio. I've always been into, so like, podcasting has always been a dream of mine and i tell you this all the time but like i am really grateful that i have sort of a creative partner like you who is like my tech hero <laughs> and like makes everything super easy for me and um and that we get to play in this creative space together i'm i'm grateful for it and also just like cognitively being able to be in this place where I'm just like, 
we're just going to ship the things. It doesn't matter how I show up. Like as long as I'm trying to be present and spread like love and empowerment into the world, then I'm Gucci, you know? Attending and befriending consistently. Um, and then rendezvousing with the D in the equation, David Kwong Pham. Um, and then you have a quorum of love wherever you go. Um, mm -hmm. And we're showing each other um, in this life. And we're going to show the community that we serve together and the communities we serve independently um, exactly what it means to truly be in love with yourself, mm -hmm. in love with your passions, and then allow all of that to spill onto a love for the other. Um, because ain't nobody going anywhere. Um, Word. We have to learn how to abide and attend and befriend. I think also showing people the texture of our relationship. Like, I think it's a really what beautiful is, thing. What is, what is the texture? Is it, is it prickly? Is it, is it? Sometimes. <laughs> it can't be. Um, true, true, true. No, but like, I just think that like, I, and you and I have talked about this before, like, you know, so the creative duo situation is nothing new, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that these days, authenticity is actually more of a rarity than one might assume because we are now so in the Zoom culture of being in each other's homes and in each, you know, there's a sense of like, there being this like vulnerability that isn't actually there, right? Like just because mm -hmm. I'm on your computer screen in your house, you can still be performing, right? You can still oh, yeah. like you're controlling what happens in this square. Yeah, yeah. Precisely. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get used to the transactional dynamic of relationships of being like, okay, I do this thing with this person and like it's a platform for us to do whatever, but like don't actually even really like each other or fuck with each other in a serious way. And like you and I, it's like regardless of doing this podcast, it's a platform for us to like play together. I love but like, I love the color. Yeah, like it's for me. It's it's the fun and keep going. Yeah, but yeah. we're here for each other in a like in a serious ass way, like in a deep ass way. And I think the when I say texture, I think people can sense that the resonance between our chemistry, our relationship with each other, and I think that it's it's powerful to present that to the world because I think it's helpful for everyone to see examples of relationships that feel nice, that feel good, that are real, that aren't shallow, that aren't just like for like, let's show everybody that we actually like each other. Like we actually fuck with each other. Like we actually love each other. We actually like, this is real. And I think people can, can sense what that feels like and yeah. it can pattern like this kind these kinds of dynamics are what i'm striving for not the like not the heart not the you know on my picture or whatever or the the comment on my post but the person who i can message when i'm having a meltdown you know like and, and can, yeah yeah when you're yeah when the shit is hitting the fan and you need to say where is my north Mm -hmm. point me there right now and, and let's just go there for or for, for a few seconds like mm -hmm. like there have been times when i have said to stay where i'll put it this way 
Sometimes your true north is rediscovering your self-worth. You've always belonged in the spaces you occupy and you always deserve to be compensated in muggle money for the spaces you occupy because there's a magic um, and folks are going to learn in the year of our Lord 2021 that only quality people are going to be allowed to be around and only quality people are going to be allowed to be in this space of ongoing exchange of love and appreciation like yeah, our dick isn't free anymore <laughs> i yeah and and i've never been in love in this way before you know it's where nice. where it's like it's supportive real not based on you're pretty, I'm pretty, you're pretty, I'm pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty, I'm pretty. Like, there's this isn't a fucking uh, miscongeniality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, this is this is how I come into this world. These are my experiences. <laughs> These are my traumas. This is what I bring, and I'm trying to transmute those things into something of light and positive and good and what i found is that people will come for you even when you're trying like i'm minding my business and drinking my water and people will still come for you um because of the way that you choose to communicate today on lca social um lca is kind of an umbrella organization of mm -hmm. of encouragement equipment and empowerment you won't, we might want to check them out um we sit in that uh stream um i put on the social today no matter how well you communicate there will always be those who miss those who mistranslate you and relationships that just don't work. There's nothing wrong with you. It's okay to be misunderstood. Let things happen. Give yourself permission to move on and be ready to vibrate higher. Mm -hmm. Can I read that one more time? Yes, please. Let's just take it like line by line. No matter how well you communicate, there will be always those who mistranslate you. That's been very hard for me to accept in the last three months or so. I remember. I remember a lot of times of you being like, just projecting and maybe accurately like how you're misunderstood or perceived and i would just be like and <laughs> you know and like this was like a work for us together to be like but for me to sort of coach you and being like yeah maybe certain people will typecast you this way or maybe they will read this kind of behavior that you have as inaccurate to where you're actually coming from, but also who cares, who right? Cares? Who cares? 
Who cares? And literally, everyone needs a friend in their lives. And Stacia and I, General Stacia and I, have come on to your screens and into your lives um, to say that we don't care. Like, like, literally, like, it's one of those things of you need someone in your life that loves you enough to support your visions and support your dreams, but also as it relates to the naysayers, this is the distance that you're talking about, David. Um, mm -hmm. The D and the equation that he's adding in. Yes. No distance. No distance. I think he struck... The how did he do that? He's like a genius. I know because David Quanfong be on some like astro shit. For I real, thought he was being so, so. I saw that. And, oh, the astronaut yeah. homie come through. So, so the A is to attend. The B is to befriend. The C is to do it consistently. The D is to like not create distance, but actually the opposite of distance to come closer. And E is to just expect endless possibilities for what's possible. Because by the time you get to the E, by the time you get to the E in this thing that we're constructing out of our ass, um, by the time you get to the E, if you've attended whatever that means, we can talk at length in a little bit if we want about what it means to attend to someone. Because like Stacia pointed to earlier, we don't really believe that it's in the likes and the follows and the quote unquote friends. You know, David Kwong Pham, who was here earlier adding to our uh, equation of love, our alphabet soup of love. Um, I met this guy in COVID like indoor I keep getting that too it seems like such a lifetime ago that like David's so old hat I'm just like David's the homie though he like fits in my life like I've taken him into my heart um and so that's the power of the endless possibility. If you attend, we and I are in each other's um, emails, doing the the one liner, you know, end of message, um, love. Um, you know, robot asses would until we get into the just wait until we get into a Discord server. It's over because <laughs> it, it's just the way in which we show love one brother to another brother and it's and it's collapsing distance. Um, and so anyway, if we're attending and befriending and whatever that means to you, but it's always kind. And if you do that consistently and on purpose, for example, yesterday, for 15 years, I've not talked to or been around anyone for Christmas. My father ruined Christmas um, finally in 2005 when he told me, I don't understand how you can go to a Christian university and live like hell. And you're wrong for that. And the look in his face of shame and disappointment that I've given myself over to the sin of sucking someone's dick. <laughs> Wait. Just say dick. <laughs> I can't. That's not what that's not what the D in our equation is for. But, sometimes um, it is. <laughs> sometimes it is. That's also been like not lately enough. Beginning of the pandemic. Um yeah. It's anyway, attending <laughs> oh a friendly will bring you to a level of vulnerability and um 
just a seeing of the other consistently without distance that creates endless possibilities. And that's why people like Station I um, have created this web of love um, in the company of people like David Kwong Pham, who I really believe are going to trailblaze a new way of being um, in our time. There are forces, um, cue a soapbox, there are forces that are trying to push us apart. There are forces that are trying to make us feel like we need to compete with one another. Um, there are forces that that would call out that neoliberal capitalism. I mean, it's a bitch. Um, and it does not belong in my life anymore. It cannot take root here. I will root, I will root it out um and and do a new thing um behold we're going to do a new thing because it's a lot it's a it's a lot to mm -hmm. be to understand that they're spending millions um and billions of dollars into beauty markets to make me hate my body and so every time i'm in zuckerberg's forest of horrors Every time I'm in Zuckerberg's forest of horrors, I'm being subjected to specific algorithms that are showing me how pretty your families are in all of your Christmas outfits. It's not engineered, though, in a way to make me feel better about the beauty of family. It's engineered to be paired with an exact feed to make me feel badly that you have the outfits that match in your red and black and then completely discredit this red jacket and black t-shirt that I am wearing in warmth and complete happiness. It is an engineered institutional sin. That is the sin if not the only sin anchored in white supremacy that needs to be called out over and over again if i don't do anything else in my life beyond build these systems of support for those of us who do things like us yes. people like us do love like this um if you are if, like that song uh says people all over the world join hands get Start on the yeah. that should be our theme song because if you want to get on the Sounds like a cover somebody named Andre should be doing. Oh, okay. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Um, we'll stage it and everything. Anyway, um, what love is available to us and yet systems of capitalism and white supremacy seek to tear our joy out of our chest so we can have just a whole big just enough for them to fill it with cos cosmetics and amazon and all of these other things they what do you got to say well, i just want to say that you know, I'm always cheerleading all the, the the sweat equity you have put into building 
Love City Arts as a network and how I think it's a perfect example of how, you know, we've been giving this gift and this tool of technology, right? Like globalism is often, you know, people use words like capitalism and globalism and, and they begin to lose meaning when we're saying these things as the scapegoat of bad without the nuance of doing the critical analysis. And so going back to a critical analysis of like how I think we all need to do our due diligence to sort of take back the reins of control of using these tools and not letting these tools use us. What, the beautiful thing that you've been working at for a couple years now is building Love City Arts as a network to sort of build a, to um, attend, befriend, um, and equip and empower, empower creatives to come together rather than being competitive. And, you know, all of that can sound like really nice and buzzworthy or whatever, but like people who are involved in Love City Arts programming consistently know that that like we really are about that life and you really are about that life. And that has been such a gift to me that I will always continue to cheerlead because I think that um, especially in quarantine, you know, like, I was so skeptical. I've said this in multiple episodes and lives and, and programs that like my like grandpa technology Luddite ass was just like very skeptical about um, how, like how to build connect, that it was possible to build connection and community um, through technology and through the digital ether, the digital facade. And you've shown me, you've really sort of opened my eyes to the fact that like, it's more about showing up in presence and hold and being able to be open to the possibilities of making genuine connections. And what you're building and what we're building in Love City Arts among our community that consistently shows up to architect this city is, you know, we're really showing how to use this technology in a different way than you know, the, the face places and the IGs and the whatever, because we're making intentional space where it's not just about that, like, you know, crackhead of a like, you know, a heart, a uh, thumbs up. It's a like, no, like, I really care about the, the thing that you're doing. Like, what's going on with your sort of, like, physics-inspired opera, David? Like, you know, like... Your physics inspired opera david yes it's that kind of shit of like intentionally sort of plugging into things that people are doing and supporting each other in a way that's like actually a reciprocal tethering you know i think that we have to relearn with each other what does it mean to actually show up for each other like what does it mean to be like I care about the thing that you're doing and not passively, actively, you know, because I want that too. Yeah, and, and I believe that it's what we deserve. It's what we deserve. I feel, I just, I don't know, like the, I understand the expression that is happening on Facebook and the expression that is happening on Instagram. And I'd love to see it. And I, I love that people are thriving and they're beautiful and they're all of these places. They're traveling a lot in a fucking pandemic. <laughs> um, but anyway, quantum entanglements. Yes, David. Um, like 
that like we are all quantumly entangled into each other, brother. Um, truly. And part of that is just being in this Facebook space and this Instagram space. And when I'm in it, I'm participating in it, but I'm telling you that like nothing that happens in there hits like being right here with you, Stacia. Like there's nothing about a double tap with my thumb while I'm on the toilet that gives me the same like feeling of belonging and that I can actually make it through this clusterfuck called a pandemic. Like I, it doesn't hit the same way and I cannot Absolutely. be alone in this feeling. People are pretending like- Cause think about it. I was just gonna say, think about how many people have probably social media stalked us. Not as a flex, I'm just saying, cause like it's a thing that people do. Like, think about how many people have been deep into our timeline. The views are like in the 500s and the likes is like two people. Like, like. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, think about how many people have, who are not in relationship in the way that we're with each other, but from our friends, our Facebook friends or Instagram friends or whatever, social media, Twitter, whatever, have gone through our sort of timeline of shit have like seen our pictures, have looked at our posts, but don't actually attend or befriend us. Whereas like, it was one episode in our podcast where like we were going through my old Instagram to just, when we were talking about colorism, I think. And, and you were like, I haven't even been this deep in your timeline. And it's not even because, it's because that shit don't matter. It's like we're in our present. Because station had straight hair like a damn Barbie doll. Like it was like like it's it's just to change it. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's fantastic. The full arc of it. Um but it's also it can be um plastic. And like David Kwong Fam is saying, yeah, it's it's a clusterfuck. It is a cluster flux. It is. It is punny my punny guy we're gonna we're gonna create magic together brother i got i got plans for you um okay so one of today is all about lessons um the lessons of 2020 there's obvious lessons we all got smacked in the face by a bitch named corona um and it's cute because we were asking for it um obama tried to and i'm not a fan fan of obama i love obama don't you know but obama's part of the machine as well that being said he stood on a podium under lights good lights on a good microphone the best the world has ever seen and he said we need to be vigilant of airborne viruses that could be happening in the next five to seven years that's what that black man claps for him it's not even Black History Month. Um, thanks, Obama. Because remember, Obama. What should have been obvious in the time also, of our modern science. Obama just two weeks ago was telling us that we needed to calm down on our rhetoric about, you know, defunding the police, right? So, you know, <laughs> both and. Both and. Anyway, Obama told everyone that airborne bar. I just lost the viewer. Just lost the viewer for it. I lost a viewer for daring to be different. Hey, people like us. Yeah. And so anyway, um, he told us that in five to seven years, this would be something that would 
be part of our lives and be an imminent threat. And we did not listen. And here we are. Um, what I love about what we're creating and the magic that we're leaning into is that sometimes um, people don't get it. They don't get what we're up to. Um, the nefarious uh, elements of of air, <laughs> truly, um, that we are trying to pattern a deeper way of being quantumly entangled. Entangled. I love that you said that. Though, because like also a thing that I've been remembering and I've been trying to get you to remember and see as well is just like, I equate it to like, you know, if you have, if you're a foodie, right, or something and you, you've just developed your palate and I'm not going to say from a classist, sadidi perspective, but just like, if you have sort of discriminating tastes, it's just like, you like what you like. And nobody's gonna tell you per se that like eating Chick-fil-A is better than, you know, having this gourmet meal from a hole in the wall, like, you know, uh, authentic Korean spot that you found that, you know, you're friends with, with the people at the establishment or whatever. It's like, we have to be we, we have to be more sound in our understanding of what feels right and what feels good. And just be like, if you want to eat Chick-fil-A, that's fine. Like live your life. Like I'm not going to judge you for it, but yeah. I'm also not going to eat that swill. Sorry. Yeah, not, sorry, I'm, not sorry. Homophobia. And that leads me to my first lesson of, <laughs> um, oh, actually I'm supposed to be, well, I'll do mine and then we'll get back on track. My first lesson of 2020 that I learned is that some folks just don't get it, meaning they don't get the magic and your brand of magic that you're trying to put out in the world. That's okay. Um, as long as the people that the birds that are supposed to flock together with you, you know, the birds of a feather flock together, as long as you find your birds and y'all can catch a vibe, that's all you need. Um, critical connection. Critical connection. Shout out to AMB. I want to meet you. I hope to have you on this podcast one day. Um, we, you are foundational to both of our organizations, um, and we just want to we just want to meet with you one day. But anyway, you taught us about critical connections and how they're mm -hmm. more important than critical mass. You don't need everybody to understand you. There's so many people right now under the sound of my voice who are walking around in life feeling really, really sad and depressed because no one understands me. Look, I'm an INTJ. I get it. Like you, I am saddened that no one gets me and that no one understands me. And yet, here the fuck you are. Here the mm -hmm. fuck you are. Here the fuck you are, listener. Here the fuck you are, viewer. Here the fuck you are, Stacia. Um, we cannot get bogged down in this myopic view, this this mm -hmm. uh, uh, this 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 singular focus of of thinking that we're so alone and isolated. Even in a pandemic, somehow we have Google gobbled, Google gobbled all one of us, one of, one us. of us. 
evil goblin. We have found a way to be our weird and lovable selves, attending, befriending, consistently, creating this collapse of distance, um, and empowering each other's possibilities. It, it's really fucking fantastic. I pulled a, a tweet that I wanted to share from the Black Socialists of America. I don't care how you lean politically. That's not my business. Do good in the world and do it honestly, white people and black people. For the Black Socialists of America's Twitter account, at Black Socialists, they said, make sure you aren't stuck seeking high, higher status within a hierarchical uh, logic instead of challenging this logic altogether. We don't aspire to be kings and queens. We seek to dismantle the monarchy and the hierarchical relations it rests upon. This is where we find freedom. They go on to say that uh, we exist within an egocentric paradigm, which is what we were talking about earlier, this, this quest of likes and loves and belonging through follower counts. Now, somehow your life is more worthy than mine because you have 4 million Instagram followers? Get the fuck out of here. That can't be a thing that we even entertain anymore. We exist within, the Black Socialist goes on to say, we exist within an egocentric, egocentric paradigm. Challenge the egotism. Ooh, I couldn't even, ooh, this ancestors wouldn't even let me speak it um, because it's that hot and I need it and I need it too. Challenge the egotism within yourself that links your values and perception of self to the standard of domination that the ruling classes have maintained. Ooh. Break the hierarchical conditioning of your mind and cultivating cooperative habits. I could take a lap. I'm going to read it one more time, Stacia, because it's just that good. Yeah, do it. Make sure you aren't stuck seeking higher status within the hierarchical logic um, instead of challenging this logic altogether. We don't aspire to be kings and queens because you've heard me say that, like, I'm a king. Or I've even said to you just recently, like last week, like people around me have to treat me like the queen of fucking England because I'm a queen. We get caught up in that game thinking that it serves us. We can talk later about why boundaries are a thing. Don't try me in 2021. Okay. Don't try me. Do not try me. Andre, with the accent with over the, the accent, they got my accent. Don't try me in 2021 because this ain't a free for all no more. This ain't putt putt golf and motherfucking games. Mm -hmm. All right. So I just have to put that out there. All the same, there's a humility that I must bring to this work and to my life. Make sure you aren't stuck seeking higher status within a hierarchical logic instead of challenging uh, this logic altogether. We don't aspire to be kings and queens. We seek to dismantle the, the monarchy. We seek to dismantle the monarchy and the hierarchical relations it rests upon. This is where we find freedom. What say you, Stacia J. Turner? What say you, watchers out there? Um, we got to dismantle the monarchy. The monarchy. Malarkey, the the monarchy. <laughs> the monarchy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 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 interesting. Um, 
I, I mean, I'm all for this vibe. I, I'm definitely sort of, I always say a political uh, ecologist militantly, which means I'm always thinking in sort of class analysis. It's the way I think it's a part of my values and principles to sort of be deconstructing like, okay, how is capitalism trying to tool alienation? How is this sort of some class signaling fuck shit that I'm doing, that we're doing, that's whatever. So I'm like very here for this. Um, I think that though, in general, we've got a pattern what these things actually look like, um, rather than just preaching the rhetoric on a tweet or whatever, because I can't tell you how many times I, I just see a lot of, in a fractaled way, even in, 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 um, even in social justice spaces, I think people do this thing where they are functioning on clout capitalism. <laughs> so they're like saying the thing like, ooh, that was deep. But it's like, okay, but what is that? What does all of that quote actually look like in practice? And to, to ground it, for example, to me, it looks like when we have conversations about our material resources and like, does it make sense to have renter's insurance or not? How do you actually budget? Like, what are budgeting tools that you look like? What are investments that we're actually making into our friends, like businesses and creative processes, right? Like when we're actually talking about like, okay, if I have the resources at this level of like Maslow's like hierarchy of needs, if I'm here beyond the basic necessities, how do we begin to deconstruct talking about like how we redistribute our material resources? And if we're not having those conversations, we can talk about capitalism, whatever, whatever we want to at the end of the day, but it don't mean shit if we're not actually practicing in our relationships. Like what does that actually look like? And I think that's the main frustration with me and also just where I think the black community sometimes gets stuck at is like, I think that there's this, crabs in a barrel mentality where folks are not we're not functioning in the way i see like a lot of immigrant communities work where it's like let's have this collective consciousness where we're investing in each other where we're like moving in a way where we're trying to think about supporting and equipping each other materially not just in a clap not just in a like not just in a shout out and like being strategic and trusting about that I don't know, like the way class and, and race as a construct has like messed with our psyches um, as a diaspora, I feel like there's a lot of healing work to still be done where we're actually having honest conversations with each other about how we move forward and how we we build collectively instead of just trying to sort of all become black bourgeois, you know, like. Anyways, yeah. that was a long diatribe. No, 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 no. Like we're all essentially broke millionaires. We talked uh -huh. we talk about this in Won't You Be My Neighbor. Um, sure. And broke millionaires trying to make a name for themselves in the world will always be a self-defeating kind of energy. Um, mm -hmm. What I'm discovering, and we can, we're going to talk about it later, but what I'm discovering is that my 
the way that I came off as bougie to people or arrogant to people or needing to have my way was more anchored in my personality typology than, than, than the flex that people thought I was bringing in the moment. This was more about like, can we get this shit on the rails and documented and on paper properly so that I don't not eat for three days at a time because I'm an INTJ who will like forsake even eating um, to accomplish my goals and my dreams. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, tell me about your your first lesson. Yes, of the so, year. I think my first lesson um, fits in nicely, and I think you've really helped me in this year really go deeper into this ethic of just like coming as I am. You know, just like come as you are, and I think just for a black person who's been raised in a lot of predominantly white contexts, learning that come as you are situation is really, it just like takes a lot of healing work because the level of double consciousness and trying to figure out like, when can I feel safe? When do I need to be performative for safety? Right. Is something that sort of like, at least for me, even as a, like, um, a person who presents this way is something that is like sort of ingrained in you. And so I think learning to just be like, no, like how I can, sh however I show up in a full hoodie and, you know, not wearing makeup anymore ever really these days. And just like being my, my full ass self, however I am is enough is more than enough is something that I think I've really learned over this past year and in our relationship. And the more I've actually stopped resisting that level of authenticity, the more I've been rewarded. And you've really helped me a lot in that work. Well, <laughs> as I choked. Don't die. I choked on the love. Um, what happened, I feel, as you get below the bullshit and go beyond the somebodyness of everybody, and you and once you come into that like nothingness place with people where like I'm not trying to prove anything to you, you're not trying to prove anything to me. Word. We're just here to be loved to each other and to use whatever tools we have in our tool belt and our resources to just increase each other in love. But you can get to that place where you're just, you have, if you have the gift of being with somebody who allows you to be nobody, ain't worried about nothing. That's right. Just like she said. Yep. Um, and so when you get to that place, it's a freeing place. You're literally in the stream where you're not having to puff up or shrink down, as Brene Brown would say. You're able to be just in neutral, loving energy. Um, my next lesson for 2020 that I learned was... and. This is going to seem like it's going against what we just talked about, which was so communal and cooperative, but being a visionary, like having a hint of a clue of the goal you want to reach for 
and just know that that you know that that's what you want to do that is very intimidating to people and it will leave you feeling very very lonely yep do something i'm using my words very specifically in this moment to all of our listeners and viewers and people who will view this in the time capsule in the year 3032 um i'm saying being a visionary or a dreamer. If visionary is too much for you, if it makes you, if it's like too spicy, it gets caught in your throat a little bit. <laughs> it's like the spicy wings versus the regular, like mild. Um, if if the if fish if the word visionary is too spicy for you, then I'm going to use the word dreamer. dreamer. Okay, girl, dreamer. So if you are a dreamer. Um, and you believe in that dream, just even a little bit. I'm not, I'm not requiring you to even have 100% belief, but if you have like something about you that says like, I'm into this, I feel the same way about porn stars, not to divert into sex, but this is part of who we are as human beings. And David Kwangbaum is somewhere rolling his eyes about it. Uh, cause all roads lead back to this. We're very human beings. Um, very human in our being um even these porn stars who are passionate you know that's something that they're that they have a goal of reaching towards i admire these porn stars that are like help me get to ten thousand followers and guess what they get there and they say congratulations to my ten thousand followers i'm one of them um and so you know th these are goals and uh, accomplishments that people have you have your own goals and your own accomplishments and what will happen is once you start putting it out into the world that you are about your goals and you're about your dreams and you're about your visions you're going to see this feeling of loneliness start to settle in because your language is going to change like your 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 outlook is going to change um people are going to run out of your house and leave the front door open um because your energy shifts when you decide like i mm -hmm. i'm not perfect um i'm not the best in the business or in these businesses but i really feel like I want to be happy in this life and i feel like i've got tools on my hands i've got you know these things and everyone's got a thing everyone has a tool a pencil it was a number two pencil before it was this computer you know like everyone has look around your life wherever you are oh you're watching me on that phone that's your tool to put your vision and your dream out into the world excuses yeah. be gone I could feel the spirit of Wayne Dyer on my life. He wrote an amazing book called Excuses Be Gone. Um, it's free to stream the audiobook on YouTube. And so the spirit of Wayne Dyer saying, Excuses Be Gone, if you're watching me right now, you have the tools um, and the vocabulary to make your vision and dream come true. And I know that it feels lonely. But here's what I learned in 2020. Being a visionary feels lonely, um, but not... But don't be worried about your feelings of loneliness because you have acres of diamonds. And if you've never heard this, this parable um, as told by Earl Nightingale that was told by someone else. So this is just me kind of playing telephone over. postmodern reality, baby. Okay. Okay. With the whole future in my hand. Um, here's a story of... Um, 
of acres of diamonds. Acres of diamonds. Or here we go. So Russell Conwell, the founder of Temple University. Okay, so someone's smart. So let's let me make this credible. This ain't Dre. This is somebody smart according to y'all. Okay. Russell Conwell, the founder of Temple University, once gave a well-known speech titled Acres of Diamonds. The supposedly true story is about an African farmer named Ali Hafed who heard stories of fortune by other farmers. These farmers discovered diamonds on their land and became rich beyond their wildest imagination. Ali Hafed became discontented with his own life and desperately desired the same fortune. He eventually sold his farm and left his family to begin a quest for land that would lead him to riches. He searched through many lands far and wide. Eventually, as an old man, he became depressed and despondent. He threw himself into a great tidal wave to his death, never to be seen again. Traumatic. Look, I am Ali Hafed. Ali Hafed is me. O okay. Extra, hashtag extra. <laughs> Takes one and no one. For so real. the successor of his land, catch this y'all, the successor of his land, another farmer one day strolled along a creek that ran through the property. He noticed the blue flash from the creek bed knelt down and sifted through the water until he pulled a crystal object from the mud of the creek. He wiped it off, took it home, and left it on his mantle above the fireplace where he quickly forgot about it. Several weeks later, a visitor stopped by the farmer um, and noticed, noticing the crystal on the mantle, he picked it up and instantly he became excited. He was holding a diamond in his hand. The farmer protested at first. The visitor reassured him that it, that it was indeed a diamond. That farm eventually became one of the largest diamond mines in the world. Had Ali Hafed simply known how to identify and look for diamonds, he would have had the fortune he so desperately wanted. We're all standing among our own acres of diamonds. We need the skills and ability to recognize what a diamond looks like in its rough state. A close friend of mine likes to say, challenges beget opportunities. And boy, have we been challenged in 2020. Or rather, we need to see the challenges around us as diamonds ready to be cut and polished. Um, lastly, it's easy to look at our community and see the shortcomings, lack of access to capital, users that won't download a brand new app or timing that just isn't right. It's more difficult to look for diamonds in their rough state, recognize them as diamonds, and turn them into something beautiful. Um, I just think that parable is so wonderful, and I cannot stop thinking about it, how for some people, their, one of their diamonds is a number two pencil. Mm -hmm. Um. And, and how that could be the gateway to the poetry or the writing of your narrative that tells someone a story um, that then fractals into so much, so many other possibilities and opportunities. What say you about Acres of Diamonds? Does it move you the way that it moves me or is it like, oh, okay. Cute no, 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 no. He threw himself into the lake. 
No, I'm super on this vibe, especially because I think like, just circling back to the class consciousness conversation, how this relates. Um, I think that people can be really quick to sort of be like, if you wanna, we're, you and I, I think we find affinity in each other because we both in our own personal pathway and just the way that we are, we really do have the yin and yang in extreme ways. And I think that we've learned that it really is a mindset work, like a, a ritual of sort of mind shift perspective work that has to happen for us to keep us on our pathway mm -hmm. um, and for us to not get trapped in the rabbit hole of pessimism. Mm -hmm. um, like we see that for what it is. And there can be a lot of people who can get caught up in the logic of like, oh, well, you're successful at this because you have these tools and you have this access to resource and you have this and you have that. But any, like any person can say that there's always a person who has less than you. There's always a person who has more than you. It's not about that. Like, yes, we should all be cognizant of where we stand and like how that relates, how our class our and our social status relates to the world and what we do with it. But what I'm getting at is that like, I love this story because no matter where you sit, we're all, we are all sitting on a wealth of opportunity. If we're able to be still for long enough to actually see what those opportunities, what those acres of diamonds are, we all have that. It looks different for different people, but all of us have it, you know, and it's, it's our individual work to sort of figure out what those diamonds in the rough are and to see them for what they are instead of getting into the pity party narrative. Cause we can all have one. Like all of us can have one, you know? All of us, every last one of us. Um, wow, 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 wow. Acres of diamonds makes you really excited because I don't believe that it's exclusive to me. Yeah, I no, it's universal, that, I think. I believe that this story belongs to each and every one of us. And so part of our work is to excavate, is to, like, I want to be in the story. Let me go up into in the story. Um, if I were a preaching man and had a church, this would be the sermon. And then I would shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> let me tell you something. Oh, several weeks later, a visitor stopped by the farmer and noticed, this is a word, y'all. This is where the organ we gotta get we gotta get organ cues in here. Because several weeks later, a visitor stopped by the farmer and noticed the crystal on the mantle and picked it up. Instantly, he became excited. He was holding a diamond in his hand. And see, this is exactly how I feel about Stacia J. Turner. I and was I, just gonna say that. We're that visitor to each other. This is exactly how I feel about Stacia J. Turner and David Kwong Pham. Um, because David Kwong Pham comes into Love City and David Kwong Pham speaks. He says, I'm here to be accounted for. I'm present for the love. I'm present for the energy. Um, and it's beautiful. And when a visitor stops by the farmer's house and noticed the crystal on the mantle, he picked it up and instantly he became excited. He was holding a diamond in his hand. Ethereal Materials, which is Stacia J. Turner's think tank, of black 
brilliance in the world and beyond um, that we are cooking up and formulating. Check it out, etherealmaterials.com, and make sure that you get on Stacia's um, newsletter daily list um, because I really think that Stacia has a lot of complex thoughts and brilliant things to say to the communities that she will serve and that we will serve together. Anyway, visitor stops by and says that shimmery thing is a diamond in you Stacia, inside you in you david kwang fam and anyone else who listens to this in the podcast and on the on, on the vlog that's a beautiful place to be in because even with a pandemic looming and high levels of of unemployment and the unknown if you can just hold fast to the understanding that you live on the property that houses acres of diamonds. There's other uh, versions of the story that I've heard where people were walking through the village and they, they were coming to the house looking for, you know, acres. They were looking for diamonds in this place that was known to have diamonds. And they, they wandered through the house of this man who had killed himself. And on the stream, they found the a diamond. diamond. It wasn't that obvious to be a diamond. However you are sitting on your diamond or navigating your own personal diamonds, let me know. I see you. I see you. I'm not with the mess that some of y'all bring up in here, um, but I see all of you, even the people who have departed the city, I see them as still containers of their own acres. Right. Of yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and there will be beauty in it. Um, Yes. Yes. Stephen Covey says it best. Look at the world. Look at the word responsibility. Response dash ability. The ability to choose your response. Highly proactive people recognize that responsibility. They do not blame circumstances, conditions, or conditioning for their behavior. Their behavior is a product of their own conscious choice based on their values rather than a product of their condition based on feeling. Now, hear me out. Ooh, that was deep. Hey, listen, listen, hear me out. I'm not telling anyone that what they are experiencing is not real or true. All feelings are always valid. Um, what we are asking is for a belief, the conjuring of a belief in your chest, and in your community, that no matter what is going on in your external, you will make it through because you have the ability to respond. Mm -hmm. And, and not everyone, react. Yeah. Not react. And I want everyone in the sound of my voice to just take a breath. Even if you're in the car, keep your eyes open if you're in the car driving. Um, but I need everyone to just be still and know that we have the ability to respond. We have the ability to respond to our present moment. For the people who are listening to this in real time, we are now 17 minutes past the top of our hour. Wherever you are, you are 17 minutes past the top of that hour and it's only going to be here for 60 seconds and then we're going to move on and on and on and it's important that this is one of the things that i did grab hold of and it's one of the best things i did this year and i believe that we need to model to each other what it feels like to not feel badly about loving yourself and giving yourself golf claps and pats on the backs in the company of your friends mm -hmm. 
at the beginning of this pandemic, I did episode one through 70. For 70 days, in the beginning of the pandemic, I jumped on live. This is all up and available, not behind any wall yet. <laughs> and for 70 days, I held space for the believer in the holiness space. Word. Because everybody doesn't catch this magic. Everyone doesn't get it. Some yeah. of us understand that when we gather around the watering hole and just take those breaths together, we take responsibility for what is now the 18th minute passes out of the hour. Mm -hmm. I think it is so rich that it is the only thing that I will maintain for the rest of my life. This peace inside me of saying we pulled a couple buttons we turned a couple knobs we adjusted a couple levels and then we showed up one rock holding a hand with another rock because guess what y'all that's what we came from that's what we're turning into i'm gonna okay. get you, i'm gonna get in you religious people's heads right now for a few minutes and get in your bag because your mama your mama yes i'm talking about her what are you talking about my mama yes your mama ate an apple and she ate an apple and either through in vitro or having fun with your daddy um here you are she ate an apple the apple became her body that body either had uh you implanted in her you younger motherfuckers that came from test tubes um, or your daddy and your mama or some body in that framework for you had some fun. Hopefully, I hope it was fun. I hope it wasn't anything painful or harmful or traumatic, but they had fun or that happened. Um, that's the safest thing to say so that I don't have to like talk to my lawyers later in the week. Um, don't call my lawyers. Um, something happened and here you are from that apple um and you will eat your apples and they will become you and some of you will have more children who will eat those apples and then all of us in this motherfucker are going to die and become the earth that becomes more apples compost and you can believe in whatever god you want to believe in you can believe in scooby-doo um the flying spaghetti monster Ooh. whatever whatever child <laughs> what i do know is that to the foundations of an apple we will return and that's all we know and i think it's important that we contemplate and take responsibility for what we do on the way to becoming fish food <laughs> What would you say? On our way to applehood. Yeah, we're on the way to applehood. Uh, Sadhguru said that. Um, and it was very clear to me that like, if we lay down our held belief systems and the things we clutch so tightly to our chest, like you don't go to church every Sunday morning or did you pay your tithes? Um, you know, if we dropped all of that, your ass is going to die. I don't care how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. um, you're right. David, we will for, will forever be E, will forever be energy. And the scientists got it. That's why I love 
chief scientist and strategist, um, David Kwong Pham in the city. I love having your geeky ass in here because you're absolutely right. From energy became Big Bang or your fairy tales. Y'all can still that adam and eve shit if you want to but what has it done for you lately like i don't care whether or not she was clothed in the garden i'm trying to be clothed in 2020 i'm trying to clothe black and brown people in 2020 i'm gonna get those kids out of the cages in our country in 2020 i don't give a fuck about your adam and eve i do not give a flying fuck about your adam and eve what has it done for you lately even when it gets you to the, uh, I'm going to lose followers and viewers for this, but even when it gets you to the point of, okay, they were, they, they saw their wickedness and then they had to clothe themselves. And that was like, they knew the, they knew the, the virtues of right and wrong. And even if you go that far, okay, now we know the virtues of right and wrong. And yet we still torture. And now what? Yeah. And we still torture, torture and torment each other today. We think we're doing something by withholding a like, or you know what? Uh, they, um, they're not my friend no more. So I'm just not going to watch their story. That's that ignorant shit. Y'all are on in 2020. That is that ignorant shit. We are all on in 2020, leaving people on red and getting to them when we want to and, and not being available. I'm changing my rules a little bit because I'm creating like in 2021, um, it's going to seem a little bougie to people, but it's different than what we've had because I want to have like office hours and open availability to meet with it's the important. community. Huh? Energy management is important. It is. And I, I can't do it to 5,000 people on Instagram. But I think I it's going to be really freeing for you to start really enforcing some energetic boundaries. The, the ironic thing is like you've been saying that shit to me is like you don't have to be available for everyone and like that's fine and i'm not but like you weren't truly practicing it yourself i think you felt obligated to sort of be available to certain people and now i think especially with coming into your understanding through your like myers-briggs typology or whatever i love that you are um giving yourself permission to be like no, I'm not available to everyone and not because I'm mean spirited, not because I'm bougie, not because I think I'm better th than anybody else, but because this is what I need for myself, for my own sense of well-being is to protect my energy and to protect my space, to show up with presence for those who I choose to. 1000%. And if I'm fully in my body and in my presence here with you and David Kwong Pham and whoever's listening remotely and watching a later, if I'm fully here, present, if I'm fully here as I am right now with y'all, 25 minutes past the top of the hour, live taping. Thanks everybody for watching on Facebook, Instagram, uh, uh, YouTube, Twitch, all the spaces. Um, if I'm fully present here, with you all, then I can boldly say to someone, watch the podcast or listen to the podcast. If you really sincerely care about the ideas I care about and how mm -hmm. I am, you'll see that I showered. I smell amazing. My Buddha pendant is still hanging where it always does. I still don't have a hairline. I still, 
<laughs> not have a hairline. And, and, and when I get over um, beholding my beautiful and lovable self in this way, I'll shave it all off and I'll be an even sexier motherfucker um, who can sing and cook and be a wonderful second husband to someone. Um, all of these things are true. And I want to cultivate a community where we can just stand, stand fully in it. What was your next lesson? Oh, perfect timing. Um, especially with the last comment you made. Uh, so I just wrote for myself, try harder because that was the thing that you, so I was just to give some people some context, uh, just in general, I think I've been really, I have been leaning into my introspective, introverted sort of space and growing out my personality, seeing the small, very, the increasingly smaller network of like chosen family that I have as a gift. But in that, I think I also, in shedding the socially performative ways that I have been, I sometimes will get, um, especially as it relates to like, romance and like dating and future casting, those sorts of things, I can get pessimistic about um, feeling self-conscious about being a weirdo and like having a very unique personality type and just like having a lot of complicated aspects of my identity. And Dre has really been sort of coaching me around just to have the idea that like, Folks need to try harder with me. Like as an act of self-love for myself, I need to get it into my mindset that like people need to be giving me the level of energy that I put out. And so if I have it, like you literally, we were talking about the apps or something and I was like, I don't know. I think I was just like complaining about how people are basic and boring and whatever and just being very negative and you were like look i want you to put this in your in your notes app or whatever this quote try harder <laughs> and like it was so simple but i really did take that advice and like i respect you enough to like really listen to you when you give me advice because i know that you're not just like pulling shit out of your ass and so I'm going to interject and say where I was coming from with the try harder was not an egotistical place. We already talked about that earlier mm -hmm. in this episode. Like it wasn't a lofty ego place. It was, there is a standard of love that we all deserve. All of us. And we should be requiring it. And the thing that I've been telling my beloveds, and since you're hearing this in our times right now, um, I believe that you deserve profound and deep love in your life and i deserve that to that level you are also um completely in your power to require it of mm -hmm. someone else um yeah as you're not encroaching upon someone else's physical space or someone else's physical life and in, in, in your in your power i believe that's completely okay you can say to someone like you know what that's that's not doing it for me the way that you are loving me right now is is a nope <laughs> well and i'll just say that like you just saying to put that quote in my notes app which i actually did literally did for me personally i think a challenge that i've really had in 
having my own issues with self-worth and feel just like perpetually feeling misunderstood and marginalized is that I can get in my mindset where I'm like, if somebody shows me attention, like the bare minimum of, of attention is enough. And I think that that has gotten me into a lot of traps of being like, okay, somebody's showing you attention and now you're just like responding because you've been like starved for it or whatever. And you saying tr like, keep in your mind the try harder, like not from a patronizing place, but from a self-love place, those words of you saying that to me reminds me like, yeah, like people are gonna like you. Some people are gonna think you're interesting but just because somebody thinks you're interesting or thinks you're cool doesn't mean that you need to lap up that like attention or affirmation if you're not actually genuinely feeling it or if they're not actually meeting your standards of care and not from a place of like me thinking that I'm better than anyone else, but from a place of us all deserving for somebody to sort of be like mindfully attentive and curious to to wanting to know us deeper and that like i think we're in a time frame where the standard of care has been set so low in general the gamification of apps and and connections and stuff again it's like if you don't use the tools they can use you and if the general standard is one of the bare minimum and i'm accepting that same low standard of the bare the hey how's it going or the like you know just like not fully engaged kind of connection it's fair for me to say no try harder because i'm giving out more than that so like it's fine for me to expect for people to be giving the level at which i'm giving you know that, and that was helpful very important caveat and i need everyone to catch that catch that wave uh, of what stacia was just putting down um you can only ask people to try harder if you are actually trying yourself. Uh, the, the people that I dispense this um, advice to, to say, to tell them to try harder, tell them to come back with a better plan. These are high quality people who are already bringing such light love and things to the table from out the gate. If you are ain't shit nigga under the sound of my voice right now, you don't get to ask anybody to try harder. It's actually you're who we're trying to actually step up. Um, step that pussy game up. All the way up. Like, like, be, like, it's very simple. Like what we were like trained as kids, like, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, I've stopped ghosting people um, as a result of me just stopping talking to people altogether um because someone <laughs> i'm dead <laughs> so that is really an accomplishment for you right someone asked me recently like, like uh, do you ghost people and i was like well i used to ghost people all the time but i just stopped talking to people altogether and so <laughs> to people and that's just the truth because as i merge back into these waters i'm going to have to responsibly say like I'm really not feeling like we're on the same page here. I'm just going to move on and then just move on. Like you don't owe anybody shit in your life. Um, and this applies just to, just to widen the fractal a little bit. Um, this applies to not only romance, um, but issues of your professional life, mm -hmm. issues of your interpersonal life with your family. If you are not getting the level of love, now I'm not talking about being a fucking brat, and I know what it is to be a brat because I am one. 
Um, with, rece- with receipts, uh, I'm a qualified. I'm like I'm a qualified and quantified spoiled brat. People who have gotten close to me, maybe the reason why you don't like me is because I'm a fucking brat. This is not something that I don't know. I know these things. Said um, I'm aware, <laughs> and I still want what I want. Um, and so, what, what am I talking about, Stacia? I lost my train of thought. Be- being a brat. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not talking about, um, like being a brat. I'm talking about this fundamental core competency. Standard of of care. Standard of care. Everyone knows what feels good. A gentle touch feels good. A gentle word feels good. What else feels good, Stacia? Let's talk for a few minutes about what feels good. Uh, A cup of tea feels good. Um... I think like mutualism, just in energy, um, oh, yeah. connections feels good. Yeah. And I just, yeah. what else, what else, what else feels good? I was just going to say to round out in, in this idea of what feels good and, um, and what we're talking about here with the try harder is I'm glad that you extended it beyond just talking about a romantic circumstance, because I really have just been keeping that mantra in my head of like, if I'm used to being in servitude to people because of my own shit, like my own feelings of lack, my own feelings of like lacking self-worth or whatever, I need to have it in my mind, not from a place of being bratty or patronizing. I have gratitude for the things that people, it's, it's both and. I have gratitude for the things that people give me, for the energy that's bestowed on me, but also, I see that like people need to come at me with a certain standard of care and whomever it is professionally, romantically, in friendships, in creative partnerships, if something is misaligned, it's not me having an attitude or, you know, being a type of way to say like, "Mm, I think that things are kind of off. And if we both can't, if you can't try harder to sort of, get to where to what the energy level I feel like I'm doling out that we maybe need to just cool it on whatever this thing is and that that's okay it's not being it's not being extra it's not being bratty it's not being rude um it's not being standoffish it's actually a radical act of self-love and um love for the other person to sort of call out when things are not matched and to kind of snuff out that discord rather than to like keep just doing things out of obligation. So I love that. It it feels juicy to sort of have a standard of care where things are balanced and mutual, you know? I think that we're doing some trailblazing work in modeling and showing what it should look like in theory. Like you- as a bit of a petri dish to kind of see what it looks like to actually sometimes mm-hmm. be out of step and be like what the fuck are you talking about like what do you mean um and we've been in step and out of step in our relationship over the years and the beautiful thing is when love is the focus and when mm-hmm. the other person being magnified if that makes sense if, if the other person stepping into their truth and their power is your ultimate goal, um, you're allowed to just walk hand in hand um, through step by step, even even the good, bad, and the ugly. Um, mm-hmm. My third lesson um, was um, 
speaking of being in your power, like I learned this year that it's okay for other people to be disappointed in me. It's okay that other people are disappointed in me, but it is mission critical <laughs> that I am not disappointed in myself. And I need y'all to catch this in Yoshandala Bokoso. And th those of you in the Pentecostal, <laughs> Power Rangers, for those of you listening to the podcast, I started speaking in tongues. <laughs> Stacia turned into a mighty Marvin fucking Power Ranger. Power Ranger. I'm dead. But for real, like, now, this only applies, once again, these rules only apply to people um, who are encouraging, equipping, and empowering people. If you've made it your mission, like a Love City artist, or like we do here in the city, to encourage, equip, and empower people. If you wake up in the morning, you're like, how can I encourage someone today? How can I give them something, some tool, money, or a word of encouragement? How can I equip them? How can I empower them? Like to make them feel like they're part of my community and they belong to me and I belong to them. If you're doing those things, um, then it really doesn't matter if someone is disappointed in you um, because that's something else. And like I said, I don't know the nuances of your life and your situation, but I can guarantee you, like in the South, we used to say, I can guarantee tell you, I can guarantee you, tell to you that... Um, if you are doing the three E's, and like I said, I pluck, pluck these out of the air probably one night while I was high, and it became the whole ethos of my entire four year, nearly four-year-old organization, Stacia's vice president of the organization. So if you hear us gushing about Love City in here as part of taking up space, there's reason for it. Like We love each other, and we love our work, and we love what we do, and there's no reason to be ashamed about it. And so one night while I was high, I plucked out of my ass. I needed a mission. Everybody in my life, including a bully who was in my company at the time, kept asking me, well, is the mission written down? What's the mission? What's the mission? And me being an INTJ, um, and I'm, I'm an introvert. Um, I'm only like, I'm only like this. I love what <laughs> David threw up. KG times M raised to the second times S times S raised to the negative three equals Stacia Turner. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I feel endeared. <laughs> uh, oh, KGM. These are oh, these are the Ranger unlocks. Oh. KGM raises. Oh, David. <laughs> he unlocked you. <laughs> You should feel you should feel unlocked. I love it. But truthfully, truthfully though, y'all, like if you're if you're really a good person, you know it in your heart. You don't you don't wonder about it. People will try to make you feel like you're not a good person, but if you're really a good person, I'm a good person. Stacia's good people. David Kwong Pham is good people. Like these are people who are not trying to harm a hair on the head of anyone. They're literally trying to like make it through life life has thrown us wonderful things and also some challenges and we just want to survive and have some giggles and really show up for each other 
create um, and play. Yeah, just create and play. And and what we're building as the largest all year summer arts camp for adults in the cloud. Yeah, um, and it's going to be fantastic. Um, and because we're doing this with our lives, when we could be watching the next episode of The, the Crown, Blacklist, <laughs> Blacklist, even better. Um, I can't believe you got me into that so deep. <laughs> and then, now I'm scared to watch it because I'm like, what if it's getting in my spirit and like making me scared of the house, you know? And so now I put you onto something that that bothers my. <laughs> DJ paranoid ass. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it is. It, that's what it is. Um, and no weapons formed against me shall prosper. But that being said, um, if you are a good person in the world, under the sound of my voice this evening, I want you to know that you are completely empowered by me to operate in your full power. And yes. that other people may be disappointed in you. And at times you may even be disappointed in yourself. You can let that go right now. Mm -hmm. You can let that go right now. Um, we've got a lot of forces as a black man in America. The cops are coming for me and COVID are coming for me as a black woman in America. Um, all daggers are aimed at Stacia J. Turner. Um, even if you are a, a person of pollar, one of the light skinned white walkers among us, you do have your issues. Um, you have your challenges as a human. And I bow to that with everything in the fiber of my being. But if you are a good person, person of pollar or person of color, if you are a good person, may you be lifted in your heart um, and may you not be disappointed in yourself ever again. My work is such that Ooh, the good never feel disappointed in their work ever again. Here's mm -hmm. the deal. I must have put too much coconut oil or something on my face and there's a blemish of something growing on my face right now. And perfectionism that is part of my personality Rolodex would have me not come here and be love to you all and to Stacia. We are dismantling those things. Uh, oh, I'm so disappointed that I had to go on camera with this boil of a pimple like, like, like growing on my face. Um, no, 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 no. We are good people. We are the people of noble heart. We are the bringers of the light. We are the ones that want to laugh more than cry. We're the ones who want to uplift more than tear down. We are the ones who want to collaborate instead of compete. We are the ones who want to edify and not burn. We are the ones who don't need the final word because like, aren't we, we don't, there's no competition for it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's just, it's just a love thing. So um, when you move from that place and understanding, you know, I really feel that life begins to be, be a little lighter. You know, um, it's been, I mean, my mother and I had a two and a half hour, really, really strong conversation. Like it was. Strong's a word. <laughs> yeah. Station <laughs> knows the, in, the intricacy of, of, of that conversation and it was strong is the word strong plus 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 um but what we came to an understanding is is that what, what it allowed me to do in that conversation was release a lot of i know i'm not alone here a lot of us really want to please our parents mm -hmm. we want to have our busted ass 
nail net ass nail net is my student loan provider if you want to hack them on, on, on please be my T-I-T-H. If you want to hack my student loan provider and take those balances down, be my guest, be my guest, put my, like, be my fucking guest. Um, hack that shit. I don't give a fuck about my Instagram. Like, if you scramble that shit, by my websites, I got backups of those. I can put those back up. That ain't shit to me. You need to be going over to Nailnet <laughs> and putting okay. in S T I T H. It rhymes with Smith, but it has a T. Tell them bitches to knock that shit off. Um, uh, but we have no reason to be disappointed. And so I, I just leveled with my mom. And I think it's important. Stacia and I have a wonderful relationship in that we have found that there's nothing that we can't level about. Like at the end of the day, this is just a fuchsia and fucking orange wall. What do you want from me? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and so when you have that, what, what's coming up for you? I can, I can see it. I was just going to say, and just the call back to that perspective shift about like, if you really get into this almost Zen mind frame of we come from the dirt, we're going back to the dirt kind of mentality you don't need to feel attached to any disappointment, right? It's like, okay, a thing happened and maybe it didn't turn out the way I thought that it would, but then I'm gonna learn from that thing how to not do that again. And maybe I won't learn this time and I'll do it again. But it's just like, it's, it's freeing for me to sort of realize that like, I don't have to be attached to an outcome that I thought for any level of performance for myself, for my parents, for whatever communities that give me different kinds of esteem. And that like, the more I go deeper into not being attached to an outcome of what I thought would provide me a feeling of value, that. that's Say the that. true value. That's the true value. I always have the value regardless of whether I make a mistake or don't make a mistake, there's nothing to be disappointed about because there's always, if you, if you have the perspective that there's always something to learn about from any mishap, there truly is no reason to ever really feel disappointment for any sustained period of time. 100%. 100%. Oh, but, but we, but, oh sorry. Go, 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 go. I was just gonna say that just also dovetails into my last lesson, which is that you taught me, which is to just hold my head high. And I think through your own anecdote at, at the beginning of pandemic of just like remarking of how you had noticed in yourself that you had not, like you had been walking around so much of your life, just like, you know, averting your glare as a black man and not, you know, not standing tall with your head held high. And I resonated with that. You know, I thought I'd listen to that and I was like, and me too. And I noticed like, wow, how much have I been averting my glare because I'm embarrassed about my nystagmus and my eye wiggles, or I feel goofy in my body because I'm like almost six feet tall and like noticeable, you know, like that. Um, like you saying that resonated in me. And I was like, no, I don't, 
I need, I'm going to look people in the eye when I walk across the street, when I walk down the street, because why shouldn't I? Everybody should. Everybody deserves the same level of dignity. And if I give everyone that a certain level of dignity, why shouldn't I respect that? Why shouldn't I expect that back from others? And that has been a really powerful gift that you have given me um, to move about in the world with a certain level of pridefulness and not in the pejorative sense, but in the self-affirming sense that everyone deserves dignity, including myself, you know? Everyone deserves dignity, including myself. That thing was wild, man. Cause I would get high and perch myself out on the apartment building across the street. I perched myself on the evergreen that sat in the back of someone's yard energetically. And one day I realized it's like, I, I do not look other human beings in the eyes. I don't know if it's because I'm black or because I'm queer. Or I'm afraid that I'm gonna get like homophobically bashed or if I feel like I don't belong. I don't know what that's about in COVID, but I certainly as a descendant of ancestors that built everything in this motherfucker, I certainly deserve to look people in their eyes and receive the dignity and respect that is to be a human in this world. And I believe everyone deserves that. I have a hard time though. So you naysayers out there be like, well, you don't feel it when you treat me this way in the meeting. Da, da, da. It's because you don't get what I'm trying to do. And that's okay. You don't have to. You're out there not now. Business. <laughs> it's not my business. It sounds like a you problem. Tell me why I taught my grandma this and she's been saying it to people. It makes me laugh so much. It sounds like a you problem. Mother, you do that to me all the time. That sounds like a you problem. That is a you problem. I'm a good person. I'm trying to make sure that I have healthy digestion. I'm trying to make sure that I'm that I have enough fiber to keep the the food in my body passing through, and that I don't have any obstructions. I'm walking slower in my house because, um, you know, they're. Uh, you know, I don't want to hurt myself and have to go to the ER in COVID, these types of things. Um, my last bonus lesson before we head on out of here is, um, I got to get my, my little trusty dusty device. Um, my last bonus lesson, cause it was supposed to be three lessons and then I threw a bonus one in there. Um, my bonus lesson from 2020 that I learned was to love the ones you're with. Love the one you're with or love the ones you're with. There's a reason that your lights are assembled in the ways that they are and embrace this and honor it. And um, I don't need to be a famous guy. Um, I don't need to be a household name. Um, I don't need anyone to know who I am. I don't give a fuck about that. What I do care about is that the people who I am with me are getting a quality love. I'm a fan. I know you are. And I'm so grateful. And I think that you're one in the line of millions. But. Agree. We're in the process. Mm -hmm. Not the end of this. Yeah, um, we are in process. And the joy of it is that juicy piece. And, and that I don't have to. I think as an INTJ, which we'll do a whole other episode in 2021 um, about these things that I don't even understand. And Stacia can take us all yes, through. Yes, let's go deep in the weeds. In I, 
of MBTI. MBTI is shit. I love it as an INTJ. And um, I'm looking forward to what it, like, I have a hard time expressing my feelings to people and actually giving myself over to that love because as even demonstrated over the last few weeks, if I'm vulnerable in my love, I can really get shanked hard. Um, but what you are teaching me um, and what I'm leaning into is like, I, I, wa I want to be in a love like this. And the only way to get a love like this is to just go into full abandoned love like this and to trust that it's real. And we have, we have grown up in and spun ourselves into a world of skepticism and pessimism that makes us very paranoid. I lead from paranoia. All you niggas are suspect to me. Um, and yet it's not going to give me anything that I desire in this life. And I think that's a real thing to, to talk about. Yeah, no, I feel it. Trust is, you know, it's a tricky, it's a tricky situation. And I think that from my perspective, we've both grown in our relationship. Like I think at least on my end, I've healed and am still healing a lot of trust issues about being seen and like the love that I have to share, um, being seen for what it is and that it is like a, a gift, you know, like I think that you've been leaning more into articulating what it is that I like give in our relationship. And that is, it's like important for me, but also I've like learned that I don't need that. And that if I'm just still and confident in knowing the gift that it is that I give, that's my standard of care. And if folks don't signal that back to me, then it's time to leave the table when love isn't being served back, you know? Come on. But that, but that like, I don't, I don't need to sort of like have bratty cries of like finding, like of needing the attention affirmation of, of like, of, of constant affirmation. I just need for people to sort of like reflect back to me that it's powerful the way that I like, I see people and I cherish them and I love and support them in a way that a lot of people have never experienced. It can be intimidating, I realize, because when somebody shows up like with the level of authenticity that I do, sometimes it can feel abrasive if you can't trust, you don't know if you can trust it because it feels really powerful. And I think that you've shown me, you've you've gone deeper into vulnerability because I've been still enough to allow you the space to do that. And I think it's been healing for both of us if I'm so bold as to say so. I could not agree more. I could not agree more. Did you have a bonus uh, lesson? I think if I had a bonus lesson, it's, it's just that, that like I think, being still and being vulnerable like you and this year of 2020 like i think that that is sort of the touchstone that i've learned if that it almost feels not to go back to biblical references because i don't give a fuck about them beyond the parables that they are um 2020 has almost felt what'd you say fairy tales for real fairy tales Incredible in them absolutely that absolutely that but Y'all know white men wrote these books. Y'all know white men wrote these books. 
Y'all know white men wrote these books and y'all still want to tell me that what they said is what I'm supposed to be doing. But keep going. Quote the scripture uh, station. Well, I was just going to say that this 2020 has almost felt symbolically like a Noah's Ark, so to speak, in that like mm. I've felt like I've energetically hunkered down with with the A1s, you know, with the real niggas, like with the people who have my back, like, and I've made new connections and I've built community, but I've learned to sort of see the people who are there for me for who they are and for what they provide to me, which is something very powerful, which is something real. And that like a lot of people maybe have more likes or more, you know, are more active on their social webs but like, I know who I can count on when shit gets real. And to see that for what it is, to see the value and not the Mickey Mouse money of whatever likes or whatever, whatever, that I think has been the ultimate sort of gift to me is to hunker down, sheltering in place in the love that I have in my network and in my communities and to see it for what it is and to not take it for granted. Sheltering in place in the love of my community and not taking it for granted. Wow. All right. I'm going to, um, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I think this was a fabulous episode. Sadhguru um, did a daily mystic quote at the top, um, at the top of my day. It was like eight Oh four. I was not up. I got this when I rolled over. Um, it said uh, in positive dynamic acceptance of life and all its manifestations comes the possibility of a profound life. In positive dynamic acceptance of life and all its manifestations, like whatever's happening to you, if you can positively and dynamically accept it, the possibility of a profound life will be yours. Mm -hmm. um, that is the opening of the door. That is... Stacia and I both knowing that today is the day after Christmas. And even if you don't celebrate it, there's a lot of energy in the air related to the commercialism and capitalism of these holidays. It would be so easy for us to, to, you know, scratch our proverbial under boob. Um, and like you said earlier, just veg out, but there's work to be done positively dynamic work, accepted work, um, to bring forth manifestations that are going to be a profound life for us all. We don't sit here, little miss, little misses, and little little Mister Muffets on our tuffets, um, masturbating verbally into the air solely for our benefit. A lot of that is that station. I love to hear ourselves talk um, because we're saying fabulous things. Um, but beyond that we've taken it a step further beyond our own personal verbal masturbation and said, how can I use my voice and my thought forms because they're forms. How can I use my thought forms in the service of a loving whole? Yeah. To empower, empower and equip others and ourselves, you know? It's, it's a wonderful thing. I want to plug right now, um, once again, Ethereal Materials. Um, Stacia has this brainchild. Um, do you want to share a little bit about what, um, maybe one or two sentences about what, um, that's very INTJ thing of me to do, one or two sentences uh, of what Ethereal <laughs> Materials 
<laughs> but also very poignant for my ass because I mean, we're bringing the, like the a former flight attendant. What to do? Into Hartsville Jackson International Airport. Don't you dare go into that bathroom and sit there. I will call the cops on you and have them drag your lily white ass. And this is a real story. I will have them drag your lily white ass out of Chicago Midway because you did not abide the federal aviation regulation that said no one could be in the bathroom as we land this plane. So two sentences of what, or maybe a little bit of more of what ethereal materials is, is becoming for you. So we think today. Sure. I'll keep, I'll try and keep it brief. Um, it was funny. And they dragged her. They dragged her. Addiction. They dragged her from the back of my 737 <laughs> through the plane, through the terminal. And when I was picking up, no, I had my luggage with me. As I was carting my luggage, her, her ass was still in cuss with the cops. Literal drag. Literal Yikes. dragged her ass off the plane. I told her, ma'am, you cannot be in the aft lavatory. As this plane hits the ground, it's not safe. Like if we skid or if you hit, like she could die from hitting like the mirrors or the toilet in the bathroom. There's a reason why federal aviation regulations exist. She did not listen. I had them drag her by her people of Pollard, because you know she was a white lady, roots through the plane with great joy. I think Dee Dee was on the plane that day. Was I, <laughs> no. was I the lead flight attendant or was Dee Dee the lead? I feel like that flight had a lot because we kicked a black lady out at the start of that flight, and then the end of that flight, a white lady got just dragged. Dragging fools, just dragging fools, dragging. Check my jacket. Um. Anyway, well, so let me follow. Ask per your instructions, because um, I'm not trying to be dragged this evening. Here. I also command what we want, but we don't do what we say. Right? Ask you for two sentences, but then I took two hours to go on. <laughs> do as I say, not as I the fuck do. Um, no, Ethereal Materials is, um, I think, a platform for my creative expressions um, and this idea that you, you probably, if you've been following us and me, I really like this word texture. Mm -hmm. um, and I want, I like the idea of creating um, creative expressions that resonate a certain feeling. Um, so I, I am into photography, poetry, essays as my main um, forms of creative expression, I think, and then probably um, environmental self-reliance focused teachings and videos um, that give you a certain feeling, a texture, a vibration of being in touch in relationship with the materials around you, mm. right? With the earth, um, with, with the space that you're a part of, with your community, with your ancestors and whatever the ethereal materials means to you. I wanna create this platform to play and engage folks in, in building their own relationship with materials around them through engaging my various forms of creative expression. That was more than two sentences, but. It's gonna be freaking <laughs> fantastic because you're in touch with everything and everybody. And so as you create spaces for us to become more in touch with ourselves, our environment, the world is just gonna benefit from it.
So um, you're going to be taking more time than that. Um, I'm just trying to contain it within the container of this episode, but um, the words and the insights that you have to share with the world are going to be freaking fantastic. You are TED Talk walking, and I can't wait to showcase you and your brilliance to everyone. Um, thank you for that plug, and thank you for nurturing this creative brainchild. That's fantastic. Like I said, we're just two rocks with glasses. Y'all see I'm sitting mm -hmm. right up there. Like, we're yep. just two rocks that's going to become an apple um, mineralistically, even though I'm not sure. I got to go to some ethereal materials event to learn <laughs> rock becomes an apple. See, I wasn't in your, I wasn't in your <laughs> master compost workshop. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Write that down. And, um, Anyway, shout out to the donors who keep our lights on. This yes. is we have amazing. Some of you guilty are some of you are guilty white people. Some of you are do-gooder white people. Some of you are mis like some of you are guilty, and some of you are Mister Rogers. Some of you are in between. Um, I'm thankful for the ducats. Um, some of you are brown and Black Indigenous people of color who are pouring into other Black Indigenous people of color. They've decided that we're no longer crabs in the barrel, but we are scaffolding and support systems and and I want uh, kings and queens um, helping other kings and queens do magic work in the world. Um, a partridge and a pear tree uh, no matter what you're our broke millionaire asses really are we're making dreams come true you're sending actual venmos you're sending actual cash apps and it's being funneled into actual bank accounts that's keeping this on the ar um people we're don't know restream platforms to be on facebook and instagram you're like oh why well you chose to do that you could have done it for free no we want to do it for 50 dollars a month because um our reach to the hundreds of people if not thousands of people that we serve under the sound of our voice monthly all over the world we got people shout out to um the philippines and shout out to india and shout out to canada and shout out mm -hmm. to the states shout out to these countries hey. Worldwide, who are listening to our love this is a love movement starting and so if you're giving money that's providing the 50 dollars per month to provide for this platform that we're on right now thank you so much and also just know that your homie uncle dre um don't ever call me that unless i tell you you can um is building love city creative uh love city arts creative services group which if you need this kind of platforming for your organization something like ethereal materials to be sure uh, binky williams consulting um uh, who else am i shouting out as a collaborator um love city spirit Love City Spirit, Henry Morris is coming, Love City Fashion with Cousin Matthew, Ask Auntie Neens. If you want to build a platform, if you're like, I have this idea and there are things I want to say, I want to let you know, I started speaking on microphones at five years old in Second Baptist Church on East Pilkington Street. Oh, shit. In Virginia, I started talking on microphones at ESH Green Elementary School. I've been talking on microphones from simple sentences and phrases and songs all the way up to what they call the biggest capitalistic industry um, in theater, Broadway. I've talked on every mic from Second Baptist Church at five years old to worldwide Broadway tour status. 
Okay? Well, that's why you got that velvety, buttery, smooth voice. That's what that's about. And I want to share it with all of you. And we're going to be creating opportunities in the new year, whether it's volunteering your time or paying us dead white presidents. Um, we're going to provide opportunities for everyone to platform themselves in the same way that Stacey and I have today. Um, so the commercial is you. I don't give a fuck. I got my Broadway credit. Um, I want to see you all live up. Like we got songs to write and plays to write and yes. things to talk about. Cheryl is going to be coming on here soon. Cheryl. Cheryl, my friend Cheryl from the South, RVA. Um, she's going to be coming on here soon and doing a podcast with her family and friends. And I'm going to be executive producing that with her. Um, like this podcast. Um, you know, if you if you're penniless and you don't have a dime to your name, you're like, wow, like I wish I had money to pay Dre or who does Dre think he is to be charging hundreds of dollars for this? Just know that I've got a volunteer structure for you to come into the city um, and to volunteer. We're cooperative. Um, come, come join like, us. It's no big deal here. Like, I mean, the rent's going to get paid, or my landlord's going to see Amy Dendrinos in court. I don't know. <laughs> Going to I don't know, <laughs> but we're going to do it together. And so don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the scarcity consciousness. Don't worry about any of that. Um, that, that those little, uh, um, uh, their stones can be traded out for your thing and we can build that together too. And eventually when you get paid from your community, um, we'll get paid, but how can we not, nickel and dime each other to death on the way to becoming food for an apple yes let's build cooperatives we have to pattern to each other what that looks like let's not just like make posts about cop capitalism but then we ain't doing shit like let's build intentional communities where we're investing and we're getting back and we're investing and it's this sort of cyclical system of energy and love and material and the last thing I'm going to add on to that, Stacia, is that like I thought, and I say this all the time, and eventually I'll stop saying it until it becomes acclimated into my body temple, but I thought that I needed to prove to you all, to you ashy, <laughs> mediocre human beings. Uh, muggles! I thought I had to prove to you all that, I, that I'm a good guy. I thought I had to prove to you all that for me, it really is about the fact that instead of watching more episodes of Blacklist, which we will do later, like post haste, um, instead of doing that, we've chosen for a couple of hours um, with so many lovely viewers. I cannot wait to see the love metrics. Um, that we always exchange at the end of this to see, you know, how, you know, who's listening and who's watching and who's paying attention and who's catching that love vibe that we're sharing. Um, instead of you know being watching Netflix though for a few more hours today than I usually do, um, we've chosen to paint our digital walls in purple and orange and to just be with y'all. Yes. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, and it's the only thing that I'm going to be doing. Um, just a little uh, teaser into what Love City Arts will look like for 2021. You've already heard Ooh. that Stacia J. Turner, she and I, they and I, Chipotle and I will be here um, every week, uh, every other week um, in taking up space. Um, Stacia is becoming the vice president of Love City Arts. 
and we'll be steering all things kindness because Stacia, General Stacia, even in their firmness, is still nicer than me. Um, <laughs> and so that's important to have. You got to have a nice person in the ranks. Um, and so for that reason, Stacia's coming on board and it's going to be beautiful. And um, every week of our 52 week calendar of 2021 will have an emotion positive or negative associated with it and as these episodes land and as our programming lands we're going to be doing um love city spirit um thoughtful tea time on tuesdays with henry morris our brother who's going to be leading love city spirit it's not going to be church it's not going to be there to save your soul but we're going to read a lot of Rumi and maybe sing some church songs and talk about spirit and you're going to love to see it um because mm -hmm. guess what i'm not trying to save your soul there's no hole for me to put uh, there's no hell for me to put you in and i'm not going to pass an offering plate except i am in that um <laughs> We're going to be either volunteering our time or giving our money to fund these things. Anyway, that's going to be happening on Tuesdays. On Wednesdays, we're still going to be doing Love City Live, where I talk to artists like Stacia and artists all over the world about their lives as it relates to the theme of the week, that emotion we're tackling, like um, anger and resentfulness and joy and harmony. We'll be doing an emotional week. And then on Thursdays, We'll be gathering in Come and Sit By Me, which is this kind of pop-in event where people can just sit. I loved the themed emotion one, especially because this is a real struggle for my emotionally unavailable ass. I'm like, yes, let's go deeper than happy oh, or sad. It's going to be seven days every week of talking about like, <laughs> if the word of the week is depressed, we're going to be really talking about it in real ways because we cannot be living here on earth as emotionally unintelligent motherfuckers. You're not going to be able to heal the world. I don't care how much you flexing girl. I don't care how much you, I don't care what, how, how like wonderful your selfies look. I don't care how high you sing. I don't care about your Tom Bay pot of a ray bitch. Like, like it, that's what sexy to me these days. One more time. <laughs> your emotional intelligence that's what yeah matters yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um that's what we're going to be going deeper in um henry's already signed on to pull a card from his tarot on every sunday to the emotion of the week so for you people who are too saved stay where you layers, are layers layers yeah. i'm here for it people who are who are uh, who are that saved and sanctified and can't be one like you disagreeable motherfuckers stay the fuck out of my city because your pearls and go home. it's cute have a happy life i really it's all smiles over here though yeah, um and then we're even sinning we're just kind of just being on it on zoom or whatever they're not even on zoom right now and so um it's like where are we in the universe um so yeah he's gonna pull a card every uh sunday for us and then that's going to help us guide our emotional intelligence discussions and exploration for 52 weeks 52 weeks 52 emotions all present i'm gonna give of my heart stacia's gonna give of her heart the community's gonna give of our heart on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then you're on your own unless you're in the city programming the rest of the week. And 
that's how we're going to choose to exemplify our love. Well, that's yeah, how I'm going to choose it. And it feels light. Um, I'm going to leave from here now. Um, thank you everyone for watching this live taping of the Taking Up Space podcast, episode six, our year in review. Um, we yes. were raw and vulnerable and laughed and cried together. Um, I'm not trying to be Crystal and Kid Fury. Mm -mm. I'm not trying to be um, uh, Antonia Dodge and Mark Leibowitz, whatever, uh, a personality hacker, that's not his name. Um, that lovable white man who's guiding us through as well. Um, shout out to y'all. We're not trying to be those people. We're trying to bring our magic and then turn into compost. Yep. And if that's something you're into, if you can get with organize see because like this didn't happen let me not be shady but this did not happen um like in a vacuum no it was a choice of us putting energy into it a deliberate action we're deliberately saying we want to show up for you and we want to show up for each other differently for the rest of our lives because for 36 more years of my life, and I'm dating myself, which my agent would hate, um, but if for 36 more years of my life, and I look younger than that. Um, Black don't crack, nigga. If 36 more years are in my grasp, and I just so happen to live that long, I'm responsible for how that turns out for me and those I love. I'm responsible for the quality of Stacia's life, I'm responsible for this for the quality of David's life. I'm responsible for the quality of my life, and not in that order. No, <laughs> um, in, in an order that is aligned and wholesome and healthy. And we're doing that here. We are saying this is our year in review. When you hear from us in two weeks on the Taking Up Spot on the Taking Up Space podcast, we're going to be talking about the year to come and forecasting and, and visioning what the theme of that week is manifestation, uh, the manifestation of everything that is possible um, to us and to you. This future of belonging and love and camaraderie in truth is in our hands. Word. Um, how we choose to embrace it is, is truly up to us. I think that's all that's in the show notes there. Um, yeah, no, I think that's solid. If you want to jump on the Love City Arts list, jump on the Ethereum Materials list, jump on the Andre Stith music list. Um, and Yes, definitely jump on the Andre Stith music list. Please get your life together if you haven't done that. It's becoming more and more easier just to be me in the world. And if there's resonance, um, get to know me. Truly get to know me and I will get to know you. Um, have a great rest of your weekend everyone i hope that even though 2020 wasn't the year that we expected i hope that you still extracted something from your acres of diamonds mm -hmm. and if you have not discovered your acres of diamonds yet just know that it's as close to you as your breath and if you can't Ooh. reveal it if you can't pull your acres of diamonds that are as close to you as your breath out of your chest, just send us a message. Um, any dab will do you. Um, we are the real ones who want to get our expression out.
but we also want to see you win too. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're not winning with us, it's because you came with some garbage. Um, Trash. But you can try harder. Mm -hmm. um, and there's plenty of time to do so. Um, may you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be free of suffering. And if Stacia J. Turner, the incomparable Stacia J. Turner, um, and I don't see you until 2021, we wish you the peekaboo, bitch. We wish you all of the universe's best um, because it's truly what you deserve. And taking up space is what we're doing and it's what you should do too. We love you. We love you, everybody. Have a good one.